Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Download with Miss Devereaux. I have a special guest today, uh, Lady Campbell, a good friend of mine, also known as Mrs. Doranin, also known as Mrs. DiCaprio, also known as Miss Diddy. How are you doing, Lady Campbell? What's going on today? Uh, so happy to be here. Um, you know, uh, I'm so, this interview has gotten me all turned around, but I'm excited to hear and give my perspective on what happened with Megan. You know, she is a, a confidant of sorts uh, of mine. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, lots to talk about, lots to dissect. And it's so, interesting too, I just want to let the girls know, you are a dual US-UK citizen. So you're a UK citizen too, right? That's correct. Um, you know, I have spent a lot of time in the UK. I call the UK my second home. Um, my family resides in a British overseas territory in the you're a com- so you're so. a common you're a commonwealth girl you're a commonwealth girl. <laughs> commonwealth girl all the way you know mm. born in Trinidad educated in the UK spent a lot of time there so I you know I anglophile all the way and a royalist I will say so keep that in mind too for some of my commentary yeah okay so she's a royalist so she's down for the queen and all those type of girls right so it's good because it's, it's good to get it's good to get some of the foreign girls on here from now and then so um, okay. Is that some shade? Is that no, some shade need, that I we, see there? We need, darling. We absolutely need you, darling. We need. Okay. You. Okay. 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 <clears throat> I get that. In my abs, in my absolutely fabulous voice, darling, sweetie, darling. Yes. Please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do call me darling. I do love that. I do love it when people do call me darling. I mean, it, it is something that I adore. Okay, darling. So if we, as we talk about this bombshell interview, um, no. Okay. So a couple things. So the first of which. Um, is the gag is that someone in the royal family, you know, brought up even before Archie was born, the you know, the son of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex, rather, like someone in the family brought up his, you know, complexion and how dark he was going to be. And Harry said he absolutely would not reveal who it was and would not talk about that in any more depth. But Megan brought it up at first. And then when Harry came back in, he confirmed it because he was the one that had the conversation with whoever that relative was. So what did you think about that, girl? What do you think about that? I mean, so let's be clear here. Let's get a little bit of history here for as far as the monarchy is concerned. Uh, you know, Megan is actually not the first person to actually go into the royal family. We have- The first um, person, the, the first person of color, the first black person or the first one? No. So we have the, this. she's now a countess, um, um, Emma Weymouth. Okay, and she is actually married to a count and has a royal title. Um, she's of Nigerian and British origin. Um, and she's actually the first one. Very similar background to Megan. She had a lifestyle blog. She likes to cook, but she lives in a, in a, pa- in a palace, in a castle. And she does have a title. I mean, she's very far down in the, the line. Br- she- in the, is this, she's in the British royal family. Yes, the British royal family. Because, you know, we've never she- heard of this girl because she's so far down there. Like, she's not Exactly. Right. She's yeah. so far down. She's not marrying, obviously, the, you know, the second, you know, pr- Prince Harry, obviously, who is what, what now probably eighth or ninth in line right um, this, in the, the second the second son of the heir to the throne indeed exactly so yeah. she's different but let's just keep that in mind so that's the first thing now number two yes we do have a person of color um who is biracial but identifies as a black woman 
this is something that's she usually actually she usually says mixed race i i rarely hear her say i was surprised explicitly that she's black i rare last night during the interview she did she said i'm as a woman of color she said it several times and i noted that well a woman of color doesn't she didn't she's never i've never heard her call herself a black woman she always says mixed race mixed race mixed race you know i that's true. That's true. You're, you're right about that. And I have noticed that. And I, it's interesting to kind of hear now how she kind of is more saying that she recognizes being in the U.S. and now being a celebrity over in the U.K. that people consider her Black. It's like that one drop rule, right? Right, that they right. Slavery in the U.S. You know, it doesn't matter if you look and appear white, you still are Black. Anything but all white is Black. <laughs> so I think that's important to note. But that certainly was a bombshell when she said that it was as if you know it was the equivalent of when diana said there were three of us in a marriage it was it was a bit crowded crowded. it was a bit crowded it was a bit crowded it was a bit crowded so it was one of those moments because i guarantee you the palace is going to release an official statement regarding that they're gonna they're gonna lie and deny it probably right of course we know that the spin from the firm is going to be different but you have to remember now, let's just take it back a step from what you just said, okay? Before you even take the color into the perspective. I have to say, Megan is being, and she's playing with, you know, the celebrityism a lot here. She is claiming not to have had any idea before going into the royal family, before marrying a monarch, before marrying, you know, the second, you know, heir to the throne, Prince Harry, that she went in blind. She never Googled him, she said, quote unquote. I honestly don't believe I honestly don't believe that. I'm not I'm Wait, gonna I mean that is absolutely that, that's one thing she said. I do not believe that. I don't. Let's call BS there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's when Mama Ru would say, Girl, let's be real, okay? Let's stop. <laughs> she shouldn't she shouldn't have said I wish she hadn't said that because it kind of like lessened her credibility just slightly. It did. It did, you know, know and she even... I wish she kept you know, it real and said, yeah, I Googled him a little bit. Like, I, I you know, uh, of course I wanted to know a little bit about Well, I mean, I even knew this, right? She actually knew exactly what it was because the person who introduced her, which, if you know, um, Mulroney, her great friend in Canada when she was doing suits in Canada, Mulroney was integral when the first couple of dates that they had, she's like, okay, you're going to be meeting him, but it's going to be private in a, in a restaurant, but everyone is, no one is going to be in a restaurant. So they had conversations about it. And this is one of her best friends who was quoted in the media as saying, she's the daughter of Mulroney is the, is the daughter of law of the former prime minister of Canada. That's correct. That's correct. For all the girls out there who don't know, I'm sorry. Mulroney is the equivalent of like, um, I don't know. She's like a Kennedy in the U S or someone. She's a socialite girl. Her name is Exactly. Jessica, Jessica Mulroney, right? Jessica Mulroney. And okay. both of both her and her husband are both very have millions of followers on Instagram. She's a stylist of sorts. So she's a, a woman of, you know, a socialite. Exactly. She's said. like a she's Kennedy. A Tins- she's like a Kennedy. A in, a car- the, in, in The girls may not. Girls should know Tinsley Mortimer from Real Housewives in New York. But oh, please, I hope so. Know. I hope our East Coast girls at least know her. Because at least like, the anyone... East Coast girls. But she's Absolutely. like a, she's like a. She'd be like a Kennedy and a Kardashian combined for Canada. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she definitely brings it. So she's one of her closest friends. So when she said that, that kind of did, for anyone who knew or knows about it, kind of did discredit a little bit. For her to say, oh, yeah, um, has anyone ever done an interview like this with Diana or something like that? She said her mom said, you know, I mean, that's just all. I mean... I believe, I believe her mom I believe her mom might be a little bit out of the loop about the royal family I believe she 
was in tune to she absolutely to the, was yeah she absolutely was so as far as that color thing that's big in the UK I mean you have to realize I think a lot of people here a lot of the you know a lot of the our queens here we don't get how much race is really quite different in the UK um and some in some ways it's better and in some ways it's worse um so it's just two different kind of societal norms you're dealing with so for that comment to be made especially within the aristocrat the royal family that is something that was would be par for the course. Now, remember, even Princess Diana, they talked about her because she's just an aristocrat. She's not really someone who had a title before she was she actually married. Um, well, she was, she was Lady Diana because her dad she, was the Earl of the uh, Earl, of, Earl of yes, the Earl of Spencer. Right, right, but right. she didn't have that high of a title that you know came with like she wasn't a princess already. For example, right, okay, right. but so, she wasn't a she wasn't a commoner either, though. She was not a commoner, nobility, but yeah. you know, she was someone who was radically different, just like Fergie. So again, I think it was clear that Megan wanted to draw comparisons to both Fergie and Diana. She was very clear. It's clear that she rehearsed this. She had practiced, and she tapped into her charisma, nerve, uniqueness, and talent in delivering the dramatic sound bites that she knew would have us gagging. You know, she it was did, like, you know, she, yeah, she was on point. And I, I gotta say in this interview, but I want to go back to the family member who brought up how dark Archie would come out. Right. We okay. know, we do know from clips, clips that I watched this morning from Oprah went on CBS this morning with Gail and said that it, Harry told her it was not Queen Elizabeth and it was not Prince Philip because a lot of girls speculated on Twitter. Oh, it was probably Prince Philip. He comes from the Nazi family, you know, because his, his sisters were married to Nazi, you know, officers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he, he hasn't, he's known for saying very flippant and sometimes problematic things in the past. He's also almost a hundred years old. He's 99 and in the hospital right now, but it, he said, Harry was adamant that it was not his grandmother and his grandfather. So it seemed like Harry and even Meghan were constantly trying to protect the queen and 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 let everybody know that she really wasn't so much complicit in all of this. I think he more so tried to implicate his brother and his father, Prince Charles and Prince William. I think he was always trying to protect the queen and say the queen's not a part of this. The queen has been awesome this whole time. She's been supportive. And she was also not the one to be concerned about how dark the baby would come out. Neither and neither her husband, who I always heard he and, and uh, Prince Philip and Prince Harry, I always heard they had a special relationship too. Oh, so yes, you are absolutely right. And we do have to remember this was in the same tone of conversations around whether he'd be given the title of prince and then therefore have security. Um, So I can imagine that this kind of conversation would happen. For example, I'll just give my own personal take. In the Commonwealth, we have these sorts of conversations when a family member is giving birth to someone about or perhaps how dark this baby will look. And that's even within me as an Afro, Latino, Caribbean person. My mother is very light-skinned. She's mm-hmm. half Venezuelan. You know, people had concerns when she married my father, who was dark-skinned, Afro-Caribbean, you know, how the kids would look. 
But um, your dad, your dad is actually from the more like prominent family, though. Your, yes, that's correct. Your, da- that's your correct. dad so, is the one who's you know they're well known in in Trinidad, right? In Trinidad there. and right. and in and in Anguilla and Saint Bart's now because of the family real estate firm. But again, it's something that I'm not saying it's right, but it's just like colorism within the U.S. For example, it's, it's different know, because these are all people of color saying how dark, and that that obviously absolutely. goes to in intra like. In, internalized white supremacy and colorism but it's different True. i think when a white person says how dark is this baby going to come out and, okay, and, and, that person, and that person <laughs> and, and and that person is in the royal family so and it's in line probably someone who was who's in line to the throne because we can pretty much now even even if it it could have been a more minor royal like a princess michael mm-hmm. of one Kander. of the ladies in waiting or something like that yeah dinner, yeah Absolutely. Or it could have been more minor royal, but I the the it seems like speculation is that it was either Prince Charles or Prince William, his brother, who are both you know first and second in line to the throne. So and I would put and I would put my tiara as small as it is on Prince Charles. Prince Charles is a bit of um, an old god, and um, you know a lot of that came out. You know he's really rehabbed his image, but you have to remember Prince Charles is the one who said really nasty things and leaked really terrible stories to the press. And when Diana went to him and said she had depression, for example, he said, get over it, you know, buck up and didn't offer any help. So I can see him saying something like this very easily, much more than I could, I can picture, I don't really picture William. And you have to remember, Naomi, you know, actually met these kids when they were young. So as her telling would say, you know, these kids grew up much more modern than other members of the royal family, other children of the, you know, in the royal family. So my money is on Prince Charles who said this. And we can pretty much narrow it down. And I'm sure it's going to come out within the next couple of weeks. So, you know, so, so he, kill, he, he killed Diana and now he tried to kill Megan too. Uh, okay, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Professor because, Devereaux, you are just laying it out there. You are because, doing the death drops. <laughs> well, let me, let me say, this is why I say he killed Diana. This is why I say, because I think he was instrumental and in, after the divorce and everything, making sure her security was removed, even though she was under heightened press security or heightened, heightened press scrutiny, rather, you know, and mm-hmm. he knew that the press was constantly chasing her down wherever she went and who she was dating and what she was doing. But the, but the firm was so intent on, on, on get, taking away her security so then she has this drunk she has this drunk driver driving her through the through the streets of paris as the paparazzi are chasing her down imagine had she had, she had a security detail she would still be alive today she would still wow. be alive today right you and know, so and so they as tried oprah to- would say pause as oprah would say deep deep right there what you just said that's interesting you know that's obviously one of the big theories that many people have, many royal watchers, commentators will say that, that if she did have royal protection, if she did have royal security, who were former, you know, SAS or RAF, you know, military guys, this would never have happened. Um, and, However, I, and I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists who thinks the queen or Prince Charles actually like literally killed her. I just think good. that their negligence, I think that their negligence in not allowing her security when she, when they knew she was, she's the mother of, of the heir to the throne, right? She's the mother of, you know, two two sons of the future king of England. And she, um, and, you know, they know that the press is obsessed with her, right? And they're chasing Absolutely. her in the way that UK and tabloids were. And they didn't provide her security. And I think it was negligent. And, I think it was negligent it homicide. Was, it was negligent homicide. Negligent, 
Okay. I, oh, wow. I, Ms. Devereaux, do you have your law degree also? <laughs> no, <laughs> I girl. Do have to say, I just have this are... Bachelor of Science in Economics. Nothing more. <laughs> nothing more you are sounding like a barrister at the moment. But yes, negligent, I would say all the way. I would say that the firm was absolutely negligent in saying that they would not have royal protection. They would not have security protection. I mean, you have to remember, security is quite expensive. Think yes, about each yes. person, you know, they require about a hundred thousand pounds per year in salary. That's not including the cost of your travel with them. They need a seat. They need a hotel room. They need meals. So all of these things come in to a factor. And if each of them has at least two people, you know, it's a big cost. It's a, it's a large cost. If you look at the, you know, annual report, so, but again, Di- Diana was a senior royal. Okay, but let's mm-hmm. go, let's get back to Megan because basically they did the same thing the, to Megan that they did. They did. To her. And then there's an added racial component too, right? But there's when she when yeah. she went to Charles, she went to possibly she didn't say exactly who she went to, but she said she went to a member of the family and a member of the staff, high high senior level staffer, saying she needed help. She was suicidal. She had depression when she was pregnant with Archie. And they did not support her. They said, oh, well, you can't go into a facility. It would look bad. Oh, we can't Absolutely. do anything to help you. And then even she called HR and they felt for her. But they said, you're not a paid staffer. We can't help you. They did not a paid role. Yeah. to help her. And and then now we see that they when mm-hmm. they moved to North America, first Canada and then the US, they removed her security detail along with Prince Harry's. It's like the same pattern. And and Harry talked about this. He he saw he said it was like history repeating itself. He oh, thought he was going to lose his wife the way he lost his mom, right? And Absolutely. And it, and I so think it, it would have been had she stayed there, I think she either would have committed suicide or I think the UK I think you know, it would have been a tragic ending either way. I don't, it, it may not have been I, a car, car crash like Diana, but I think it could have been a tragic ending and she stayed there. I'm happy course. they came back to North America. I, I really am. So, I mean, so this is where I say, the British side of me says, okay, you have to know what you were, you know, you were not um, someone who was 21, you know, right. didn't know anything before you got into this. But let's get two things clear. Two points I want to make. You can see that Harry is absolutely in love with Megan. And he sees her as his wife, his, the mother of his child, and soon-to-be children. Um, he wants to protect her. So when she spoke about how she had just revealed to him that she had suicidal thoughts and then had to go to that event, um, and she, in that picture, can see how tight the grip was on his hand, that was really a moving moment because you really do see that he, at that point, saw what happened to his mom could possibly happen to her. Now, given that, you still have to remember, Megan went in with open eyes. She knew who she was marrying. She knew the British press and media was going to be, they're absolutely ruthless in the UK. That's well known. If she's a B-list celebrity at best, you know, right. former, you know, an, act- um, an actress on suit so she was yeah we have to admit she wasn't an a-list celebrity she's beautiful um but... not a-list um I no, she wasn't say... i'm saying she wasn't an a-list i'm saying we have to admit she oh yeah not, was, she was not, not an a-list, a-list yeah right? you know given at best um you know, i i had very a... casually heard of her before she exactly got engaged I, to prince harry i really didn't really know much about her at all my closest touch to her you know as one of my former exes um who actually graduated in the same class with her at northwestern oh. she she was also not known even within the school, even though she was in the theater program. Did he did he know her? Did he know her at all? He had interacted with her several times. So he did. Oh, um, okay, okay. So 
Yeah, one of my exes, who shall be unnamed, um, right. yeah, he did interact with her several times. But again, she was someone that was not memorable. And several people have said this before. You know, so she really has gotten, and this is where Bethany Frankel, I'm not sure if you saw this, Bethany Frankel had to apologize because she originally said something yeah. on Twitter, like cry me a river, fuck her, you know, fuck her. Twitter. Oh, wow. Because, You're because not part fuck, of the Bethany trade. No, I hate her. I really, oh, now, wow. I, I used to really, I, I used to try to feature, because we saw her, she's cried so many times on camera. We've seen her uh-huh. come up. So for her to say this before the interview even aired, it was, it was, it had elements of racism and in a cringe, Absolutely. it was cringeworthy. And I just say, yeah. Fuck fuck bethany frankel like i i, I mean bethany she's frankel, done to definitely. me she's done to me yeah as as we say in jamaica she's done she pun done you know d-u-n not d-o-n-e done D-U-N. done with her and she's done uh, yeah D-U-N. that's what that's what happens whenever i go to jamaica that's what they say you know i'm done with you so you know given that i think it's um it's an interesting aspect as you said the color and the race that played a role but harry really wants to protect her. And I think he saw, because I think Harry was really more affected than even William by his mom's death. I really believe that. Um, and, you know, remember his William, William, William seems like Prince Charles' son and Harry seemed like, it comes off like Harry was Diana's son and William mm-hmm. was Prince. You know, and he was probably taken, I think William was probably taken on because he's the heir to the throne. And we even see that in the crown, like, where he was, he had private meetings with the queen and his dad and whatnot because he was heir to the throne. He was probably more like, um, you know, he was probably in that line. Whereas Harry was, the, yeah, he has a spirit of like, uh, he has kind of a radical spirit the way Diana did. I feel like Prince Harry he does. does. And Prince Diana has spoken about that even, you know, before her tragic death. She did speak about that. She said, you know, it was different because he was next in line to be the the, the king, you know, um, William. And he was treated differently because of that. He had to be groomed from the very beginning. So she talked a lot about how she didn't get to have a lot of time with her kids, even when they were babies, because there was this protocol they had to follow, the things he had to do. She would only have 30 or 30 minutes or an hour with, with him, with the nanny present, you know? So... Um, I think it's really different. And she does talk about Harry. She said Harry was always a bit more like her and a bit more of a free spirit. Um, and uh, we have to realize he was twelve. He was twelve years old when his mother at the time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He was, was twelve, 12 was, years old. I think, in fact, the funeral. He's born like so in mid September. Like I think the funeral was days before his thirteenth birthday. You know, yes. because so I remember Diana. Diana died August 31st, 1997. I remember exactly where I was at the time. I was at a, I was, yeah. And then, um, and then his, I think Harry's birthday is like September 15th. And so the funeral was like a week before his 13th birthday. Could you imagine? You know, I, I can't, but I want pictures and pictures and pictures of your mom all over everywhere you go. You can't, you know, you can't even grieve because she's just everywhere you go. They, I mean, remember the the funeral, the funeral, they had to walk and be stoic behind the carriage that was carrying her coffin. And just imagine that at that age, I, I, I can't picture it. It's, but that's something that that's a trauma that they have to go through. And, And Megan touched on that when she started talking about the mental health and the suicidal thoughts, which I thought was huge. That was a big bombshell. Part of that she actually... came from part of that came from the royal family and the 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 press office in there. They'll they'll usually refute or dispute any little thing for other family members. The family members but they wouldn't they, they, they didn't for her because they they talked about 
Prince Harry talked about the symbiotic relationship between the UK tabloids and the monarchy and basically how they help keep the monarchy going by keeping public support and interest in the monarchy. And so basically that must have been an unwritten contract between the firm and the UK tabloids is, okay, we we're going to go hard for Megan. We see this racist tinge is actually, you know, it gets readers interested and whatnot and you all aren't going to do anything about it. And that's just what the social contract is going to be basically. Absolutely. It's not even a social contract. That's absolutely what is known within the the press. So there's, there are absolutely, you know, people that deal directly with the, the palace and the palace communication staff, that they are given certain stories in exchange for not printing certain other stories. Now, you see this very clearly right now with people saying, oh, so there's an investigation into the HR allegations that, that were made in the Times UK, right? Um, so the palace is investigating this issue. Have they investigated the issue of Prince Andrew and his... Um, his, alleged, of, his alleged, alleged sex trafficking, sex pedophilia, Absolutely. all of that. They were using, you know, in fact, Megan, basically allowing them to print all this shit about Megan was probably a cover so that they wouldn't cover Prince Andrew to the same That's a, degree because he that would be totally devastating. M- to Mrs. Devereaux, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that absolutely could be true i mean she was sacrificed for other members as she kind of alluded to and mentioned in an interview she was sacrificed and kind of for other members of world of the royal family this yes this was and, taking and possibly place around because, the same time and possibly too because it's alleged that william had an affair on kate with like some friend of theirs some female friend of theirs and i mean that's been one of the stories that's been around for a long time but and, he, and he's heir to the throne so of course they wouldn't want they would want no. to cover that story up. So they just allowed more and more stories about Megan to possibly cover both for alleged pedophile Prince Andrew and also to cover for the heir to the throne, Prince William and his possible affair. So, Oh yeah. And I mean, it's clear. You can actually make the, you see as, as the interview did, you see the direct headline comparisons for what Kate experienced to what, you know, Megan experienced. They were clear, racist, sexist, you know, misogynist undertones to her stuff. The avocado, you know, is linked to deforestation. As she said, that was the one piece of loaded toast, you know? So right, yes, there is right. a double standard. Where they, they lauded Kate for eating avocado. They said, oh. Uh, exactly. They said, she, yes, it was, she was using a, a natural method for, you know, baby, for morning sickness or something like that, you know? So, and there are multiple headlines you can compare to. And this happens in the US too, you know? So let's not only blame the UK for this. You know, you can actually look at Claire, and I'm sure you've experienced this. We've both worked in corporate America. You know, you can actually touch on this. You know, we, we know that what our peers, how they're viewed with the same exact action is very different than how we're viewed with the same exact action. Yes, yes. You know, and the title that we're given versus the title that our peers would be given is totally different. You know, Naomi, as Naomi, I tell you, she experiences too, and she talks about this a lot. So again, you have to remember that duality, but remember it's also in the U.S. So I don't want our U.S. queens to think that, you know, we are not, we don't have this here. We do have it here, but I mean, it was definitely- Especially, you know, you, because you, you worked in corporate for a, a lot, even longer long than time. I did. I went entrepreneurial pretty early, but you worked in corporate for a long time. You dealt with a lot of double standards, I feel like. I mean, so you- Oh, a lot. Personally, yeah, I as, mean, a, as a person of color from- the Commonwealth and now an American citizen living here and working in the U S you dealt with a lot of double standard racism in the corporate. I mean, absolutely. And one of our mentors, our 
joint mentors, you know, Reggie Van Lee would, you know, would easily say this. And he had mentored me even my early days in corporate America. He said, you have to be mindful. You're a gay black man working in a predominantly white institution. You're going to be looked at. Everything you do will not be given the benefit of the doubt. You'll have to prove yourself before you're even given that authority to say, well, okay, you can actually, you know, provide recommendations based on your expertise. So whereas my colleagues, he said, would not. He was very instrumental in me changing that perspective that I had in my head that, oh, yeah, well, it, it doesn't really matter. I don't really think about race. I don't really think about my sexual identity as part of my, you know, part of my life. And this is something where I think Megan is now going through this transformation where she's realizing, and I think she was going through this, you know, in the past two years, this transformation where she realized, you know, I'm losing my identity here. I'm not able to like speak my mind. And there's this duality here where things are being twisted and it's completely different. The reality is completely different, you know? So I can see that I can easily see and relate and empathize with Megan on that part. Because when the Kate story came out, for example, that she made Kate cry, and the reality, bombshell number two. Right, right. right. You know, the it's like Kate actually that, made her cry. Made her like, cry during the and wedding. She, and yeah. And I think she handled it very well. She was not trying to be disparaging of Kate, but she said, actually, you know, and Palace staff knew this. And people went to Palace staff and said, This is not the case. Can you? And they did it nothing. I think that was the start of when she realized there's, you know, there are two different um playing fields here they're not playing on on the same playing field. yeah they they sacrificed her like you said they're covering for william's affair possibly they're covering for andrew's you know mm-hmm. sex sex trafficking issues like and i think that um but one more thing i did wanted to cover before we uh kind of before we ended i you know this morning actually it was revealed there was a clip that was uh shown on cbs this morning and all of this we're talking all because the 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 interview hasn't aired quite in the UK yet. It airs in a matter of hours in the UK. So I think That's there's true. gonna be different I think there's gonna be some similarities between the US response and the UK response, but I think the US response is gonna be way more supportive of Megan. Like she's from oh, you know the the US has already I mean I was gonna say that already. So yes. The US is team Megan and Harry all the way. All they the way all the way every they hit it out the park. Their PR people knew exactly what they were doing by teeing up. Not only remember, he had the James Corden interview beforehand, right? You know, so that kind of teed it up where he got, you know, to give kind of the softer side of him, the playful right. side, you know. So America got to see that part. Then this interview really showed, first of all, Harry as a protector, as the dad, you know, who really wanted to protect his wife and made the decisions that were difficult decisions. He was cut off financially. His dad stopped taking his calls. bombshell number three you know so and t- and t- tyler this. perry tyler perry to the rescue with the security with oh, the house yes. with the house in la tyler perry to the rescue right i mean absolutely let's not forget that i think this is the part where i am a bit you know i'm a bit criticized i'm not criticized but i say I, they are certainly dining out now on the fact that they were in the royal family they're now cashing it in you know because certainly now they have oprah on speed dial Oprah is Tyler Perry's BFF. Of course, Oprah, I'm sure the way it worked was that, you know, she probably messaged Oprah and said, hey, we need to leave Canada. And then she probably said, oh, I know the person that you should be in touch with. Let me get Tyler Perry on the line. And Tyler Perry offers up his mansion along with his security detail and staff to them for nine months. Because let's remember, Oprah went to the wedding in 2018. She went to their wedding. Yes, she did. And she learned that they actually the- got officially married three days before the the royal wedding that was all over TV. They had their own small that- intimate wedding three days. Was prior. that 
was that surprising? I, for me, it, was not, not, it wasn't as, surprising, as, 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 as surprising to me. Because remember, even for us commoners, for example, we, when you go to the, the court, the justice of the peace, you actually get married before you actually do the wedding. The, your license, you're officially married, really, before you even have the wedding, you know, in the church. Or well, not quite, not it. in the U.S., because in the U.S., it has to be signed and witnessed, and you don't do that until the wedding day. But until like the it, wedding day. Yeah, but in France, in France, you actually, remember, because they have a stricter separation of church and state than we do here in the U.S., so in oh, really? France, in, not Fran- that. in France, if you want a church wedding, you have to get married by, like, a judge or a government administrator first, that's mm-hmm. your official wedding, and then you can have your church wedding. But they don't. Oh, there's such a strict separation in France of church, and so like. But in the U.S., you go get your marriage license, but you are not really married yet until it's signed by the person who officiated, who can be a pastor or whoever, and two witnesses. So Mrs. Campbell is getting schooled by Mrs. Devereaux here. Let's let's just uh, note that point right there. Did not know that about France, um, and that makes a distinct difference. But yeah, yeah I was not as surprised by that because we all knew that this the wedding is a public spectacle it's something where you know it's just i mean it's immense i can't imagine that day you know uh you know being part of that you obviously i think the secret wedding was not so much of a bombshell for me um the fact that you know some of the things that i would say were surprising to me that megan was really able to leave the house that was a bit surprising you know when she had not left the house in several days yes she hammed it up you know she made it seem like she was all alone in this house, you know. Well, they told, <laughs> well, well, wasn't in the interview that aired last night, but was on CBS this morning with Gail and Oprah. Mm. She was saying they had told her, we need you to be 50% less of who you are. And yes. bet, so basically they were like, no, you can't go out to dinner with, or to, to lunch or dinner with Serena Williams and your friends because, you know, we need you to be out of, your, the press is already hot on your tail. We need you to be out of the press. So we need you to stay in the house and just be pregnant and, and just be in the house. Um, Absolutely. And that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what Kate did. Right. And again, Diana said the same thing. She wasn't allowed to do a lot of these things. Her and Fergie's relationship were affected for a long time because of this. Right. You know, her and Fergie were best friends, but they were also people who were again, independent and wanted to do things very different and the, how it was traditionally done. So that again is something that you have to be mindful of too. This is the way it's always been done. And I'm not sure if Harry should have done a bigger role in kind of schooling Megan of what to expect, because that is expected. That is how it's done. And especially if you're getting a lot of press, they want to make sure that it's balanced. And she was hot at that time in the UK. I mean, we weren't talking about her as much after the wedding, but when she was pregnant in that cottage, you know, yes, they were still a lot of stories daily in Daily Mail and the Sun, you know, Sunday Times. Absolutely, all the time. And I think he, to me, to me personally, I think he knew half of what to expect. I think he didn't know the other half. Like I think he didn't know the despair Mm. that his mom that his mom went through in those early years. He wasn't fully aware aware of it. He was so young. Excuse me. I think. I think. um, So I think it was like I. I I feel like he he didn't know quite the degree of how it would turn out. I think he knew half of it, and I think that was that's true. And I, and I, and I, so I think, and I think it did end up on him because he said they had no, you know, palace. Uh, I thought she would have had palace staff training her on all the protocols and whatnot. He said, no, it was left up to him to do it. And they, he had to do it for her. Yeah. I remember the story about her, like, you know, having to learn how to curtsy. I'm like, 
hello like no one no protocol officer like met with you i was beforehand. gagged though i was gagged that she didn't know that she had to curtsy especially the that, first time. that's what you know that's what I i'm said like too. okay I'm like, girl like come on now stop <laughs> well this is still the queen the... <laughs> it's your yes it's his grandmother it's still the queen how but do you not know you need to curtsy come on everyone girl. knows that everyone knows that right so, especially someone who's been a celebrity i mean she's not someone who's like lived in one state and never left the state before you know she's definitely someone who beforehand had traveled and she's a divorcee and she's, you know, so that part of it, I have to say, you can see clearly the actress in her. She knew when to pause for dramatic effect and when not to. You see when the bombshell that Harry dropped, when he said, oh, my dad stopped taking my calls. He actually continued on. And Oprah was the one who actually had to say, oh, pause. Hello. You yeah, know, yeah. because that was a bombshell. Yeah, you that know, is a bombshell. Stop taking your calls. Whereas for her, you can tell she was giving the dramatic pauses. She would put the body language that she had was emoting, you know, when she started to cry and tear up, but not fully cry, you know. Yeah, she, she, laid, exactly, she did that. She, laid, she did that. She slayed it. She, she slayed she it. it. She slayed it. The only it. thing, the only two things she said that I did it and were at the very beginning of the interview and they left me incredulous because when she I said, she, when she, exactly, just we talked about it already, but when she said she didn't Google him, we know that's not true. Come on, stop. And then number two, where she said she wasn't aware she would have to curtsy for the queen, you know, because Again, she, yeah, I'm like, those she, are just she's playing two sides. Things. And she's those playing two sides things. too. Like, and so because I'm later just, in the interview, she says, you know, well, I all this bad press I was seeing. And I'm like, early in the interview, you said you don't read any of these things. Because remember, Oprah said, I know she you don't read her fa- you she, was saying her, she was saying her family, family and, friends and friends were sharing it with her. Which I, um, mo- I do actually believe that she did try to tune out the headlines to some degree. I do believe that she tried to. But darling, darling, but, let's but it's remember. But every, it's everywhere, though, right? Not only is it everywhere. It is standard and world protocol, just like it was even when I was living in Tokyo as just a normal person. You get delivered three papers every single day and the front page even if you don't open the papers the front she was on the front page of a lot of the papers a lot of times okay so remember even if she's not reading it you're seeing this this is laid out for you just along with your breakfast and everything else look at the crown and this is something that's known okay you've seen videos of within the royal family you know within the firm this is all the staff you get the, the papers laid out um, and this is something why the that's well, possibly the not for her, maybe for the queen and others, but possibly not for her. They might have she might have specifically requested not to get that. We we because so, I, then are I we going to say she does? She's not on the internet at all. She's now, not on the internet. Now at all. that I, I don't, don't because because girl, you're on the internet, girl. Like you're, you're on the internet. You, you googled least, you, you know. googled Prince Harry. You tried to learn a little bit more about his life and of his course and whatnot. I mean, and and let's just keep it real. But don't. You know, she took that a little too far. That oh, I just didn't know. Oh, I was so nice. I just didn't. Yeah, she took that a little too far for me, girl. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that you're on the same page with that because I think some of our, you know, some of our, the gay Twitter and Black Twitter was like, oh yeah, well that makes sense. I'm like, oh no, you're no, not gonna get that one no. with me. You know, come on, because you, when you, I mean, Mrs. Dever, I know you're a lady, but of course you you Google before you meet any trade. I would imagine. Oh yeah, girl. okay. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. met, I have. I've met Trade on LinkedIn, girl, and and but I'm gonna oh. tell that. I'm gonna tell that in the story. I've met Trade on LinkedIn, and I'm gonna tell that oh. story in an episode coming up of Two Safe Queens. But 
Girl, yes, I have. Yeah, oh, I, I, I am I, eager to hear about that. I'm Google. I'm Google down. Uh, yeah, that is a new one for the girls. <laughs> but I, I, I Google down, honey. But there's okay. So, but I'm still on the page. I am still with Black Twitter and Gay Twitter, where you know the royal family to me at this point. I was a girl who just two years ago, 2019, I was up at Windsor Castle touring it, and mm-hmm, I remember. And but I right now like the like the royal family to me could suck a dick uh, suck a dirty dick and lay down and in a ditch and never come back like i so i i the royal family i'm done with them i am totally done with them now i i really am and i'm just team megan harry i'm not all the way you know all the rest of them i i could i couldn't care less about at this they can suck lemons for you well i have to say the queen if nothing else has such a barometer on making sure she has a long-term and a long-term gain in her mind. So I'm going to put my money that your feelings are going to change within a year or so. Because well, we're going to all be she- sympathetic because Prince Philip is probably not going to make it more than another year, right? Probably even less. Pr- Prince Philip is probably on his way out of here. So, but we'll, not only that, I mean, we'll I just all, think like, that- we'll all like mourn or whatever. But well, not me. Uh huh. The UK girls will. Yes, the um, UK girls. I they mean, said Twitter said they'll-, they'll probably pull the plug on him at any minute just to to downplay the. To downplay oh, really? how, how bad, yeah. Twitter is oh, like, oh, you're, you're, you're saying that. Up. Oh, tw- oh, wow. Is that what I didn't see that? Com- I didn't see that conversation. I didn't follow that thread. But that no, because he's oh, in wow. the hospital because he just he had a heart condition. He had an infection. Listen, he's ninety nine I mean, years he's 99. old. He looks like death already. Like, <laughs> wow. I mean, oh, and God. so he so the Twitter was joking. Oh, they're gonna pull the plug on him to get sympathy. I won't. To I overcome won't say this that. Interview. Well, either. I will say it. I'll say you it. can say that, but I I I am gonna not. I won't say, go that far. But I will say the Queen has weathered a lot of storms, and this for the monarchy. You know, she is ahead and. She will weather this one. It will be a long game. They will be ruthless. I expect a lot of stories to be leaked in the next couple of weeks um, to get, you know, the public back on the royal side. Um, And I agree with you. I think the British public, once they see this interview, because the journalism, the journalists have already seen it, you know, they watched it and stayed up all night to watch it, you know, illegally using a VPN or whatever. It's going to air tonight in a couple hours in the UK. I think... I'm predicting here that the public is going to change and kind of come over more towards Team Megan, you know. Yes, but the, but the UK video. the UK is not going to be as pro Team Megan Team Harry as That's we correct. are in the US. Obviously, they all they still have a, a place in their heart for their monarchy. They always mm-hmm. will, even if they're racist, even if they're complicit in racism, even if they're trash. Mm-hmm. Like I think they are the UK. I mean, the UK wow. UK is trash to me now. Honestly, like I see between the oh UK my god, us, my the UK, yeah. they're trash. And I love London. I love visiting London. I went to London three times in the past four years but i okay because i'm they, about to move there and i'm like hello but i'll come visit you girl I'll come visit you. You. yeah lady okay. campbell of course i'll come and visit but one okay. last thing i wanted to cover though before we wrap okay is this morning i don't think you saw this but i was watching um uh on the cbs morning show because oprah came on and did a good interview there she said that um and they actually replayed some cl- they played some clips that they that didn't make it into the two hour uh, i'm gonna have to watch it Mm-hmm. And they, Megan said anyone who knew her knew that she really grew up as an only child and she hadn't seen that sister, Samantha Markle, who's always trashing her in the press and is trying to write a mm-hmm. book about her. She has not seen that that lady in 18 to 19 years and then 10 years before that. So she didn't really grow up with that half sister. 
Um, okay. And she, 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 said, she said it's funny because that half-sister, Samantha Markle, changed her last name back to Markle only when Megan started dating Harry. So the, wow. the sister that, that I call that sister, honestly, I think she's PWT to me. Um, but I but to me, she basically is a total opportunist. She I had to think a second for, for on that one. Okay, I get it. I, no need to to explain that extrapolate. Yeah, now. but you know what yeah. that means. Yeah, her I sister is total trash to me, and and in some in more ways than one. But really, the thing is, is like she, um, not just that, but like she literally totally capitalized on that, and they they really of didn't course. have a real relation. They didn't even have a real. So the lady doesn't even know Meghan Markle, and is trying to to write tell-alls and trash her in the press and everything. And then Plus, we have people like. And then we have people like Pierce Morgan, who's entertaining her. Well, you know, yes. on the show, you know. He's the same. He's like that. You Because really, I always say the UK, I was having a conversation with someone. We talk about all these hillbillies like here in the US and in Mississippi and all these racist, you know, hillbillies here. Mm-hmm. The UK has the original PW. Oh, yeah. The original oh, trash. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, I can even. I have missing, missing, friend. missing the teeth and all that. And oh, oh absolutely. You know, they live in Cat. They live in caravans. So what it's called, it's not called a trailer home. It's called a caravan in the UK. But they have huge caravan parks in, in the Midlands, in the north of, of, the, of England. Um, and so it's not absolutely. and it's not just a class thing. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's an ideology thing for me. It's oh, not just absolutely. because they're poor. I mean, it's because they're, no. they're garbage people a lot of times too, in terms of being racist or, oh, absolutely. you know, But they were the in... ones who drove the, let's leave, let's leave the Bre- EU. Brexit, self-sabotaging. Yeah, because... They'll self-sabotage yeah. just to harm people of color, you know? Oh, absolutely. And oh, just anyone to... who's different. Or anyone who's different, you know, yeah. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree and, with you on that. And so the UK, to me, like, it's the hillbillies here in the US, like, the, their precursor are, are the UK hillbillies, like... And the, mm. and the and the and and slavery, girl. It it was you know slavery started in in Europe. In I mean, it didn't start in Europe, but you know the if you just think about all these attitudes, these racist attitudes among like white white people and Republicans and Southerners here in the U.S., their precursor mm-hmm. is in the U.K. So. Okay. Well, I I think that, I think we unpacked a lot from the gender reveal to the secret wedding to the the racism and the you know about. The Prince Archie or, or the baby Archie. Um, there was there was a lot that was that we unpacked here. So this was um, you know, we could even have an untucked episode. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I think so. So I think the well and on the happy note that they're having a baby girl. I'm so happy for them because they'll have the, I mean, the, the dream, a boy and a girl. They're having girl. The, yes, that is a dream right there. And so I'm so happy for them. I and, I know she's gonna be absolutely she's gonna be so loved by her parents. She's gonna be so beautiful, I'm sure. Okay, well, Lady Campbell's having a little bit of feedback on her line. So um, we want to thank her because she has provided a lot of good insight, you know, as as that dual U.S.-U.K. citizen, as a member of the Commonwealth, although I hope the entire, you know, monarchy loses the Commonwealth after this, is being exposed for uh, for their, you know, their blind eye to racism. But, um, but yeah, well, let's thank Lady Campbell for joining us today and I just want to say tune in this week. We'll have, we have some great episodes ahead uh, talking about the COVID vaccines with a vaccine expert. Um, thank you all for joining us on this download with Devereaux and we will see you later this week. Bye.